Welcome to the Enlightenment Podcast. I'm Dr. Robert Puff. Life is a dance between two intense emotions. One is of fear, the other is of desire. Fear, desire, desire, fear. We go back between these two throughout our lives. But what we're exploring here in the Enlightenment Podcast is what precedes what's before, what pervades life before desire, before fear. Who are we foundationally before these two intense emotions that we go back and forth between? Enlightenment is about permanence. Who are we at our foundation? Who are we that doesn't change, that stays permanent? And the only thing we can attest to that stays permanent from the day we're born until the day we die is awareness. We are aware that sometimes we experience pain. Sometimes we experience desires. They change, they develop, they transform. But that which never changes, never transforms is our awareness. We are the awareness of what is happening right here, right now. Many, many things, a universe full of them, can be created out of fears and desires. The whole universe is constantly pulsating between these two emotions. But fear and desire are change. They're impermanent. So we can't be them. What we can be is the awareness of these two strong impulses that truly shape our world, that create our world. Now when we think about our fears and desires, we think they're ours. We attach ownership to them. We attach volition to them. But like our heart, they just beat. And our goal is to just witness them, to just watch them, to live spontaneously. Let me explore this a little bit more in detail. First, we start with the foundation of who we ultimately are, that which cannot be described. But out of that which cannot be described comes a universe full of fears, full of desires. We don't choose which part of the universe to live in. We don't choose our parents. We don't choose our genetics. We don't choose the time of history that we're born in. All these things happen spontaneously or beyond our control. But what we can do spontaneously is witness what is happening. Again, like our heart beats throughout the day without us needing to be involved with it. In the same way, when fears and desires arise, we witness them, but we don't take ownership of these fears and desires. We witness these fears and desires, but we don't take ownership of them. Because though we realize they're part of this impermanent life, they're not part of who we ultimately are. When there is something to witness, we are the awareness of that. When there's nothing to witness, then we are that which cannot be described, but which we truly are beyond words, beyond description, ultimately that which we are. 
one of the keys here is stop identifying with the labels we give to ourselves. This is my body. This is my soul. This is my mind. There is a body. There is a person. But don't identify with it. By doing that, we really limit who we are. In essence, we're everything that we see. And even more than that, we're beyond that which everything comes out of. We've always been. We always will be. So we're, like I often like to describe, the ocean who thinks for a brief amount of time it's only the drop of water in the ocean. Let go of the identity of our dropness and become the wholeness of the ocean. We are both. We are neither. We just are. And if we let go of these labels, what we'll find is we can just live spontaneously. We watch our actions. We watch other people's actions. And we just witness them. Life becomes very spontaneous. And in that silent witnessing, we find that the decisions that are made are good decisions. The actions that are done are good actions. We don't identify with them. But what we'll find is our actions that occur, though they're not chosen, these actions are beautiful actions, are loving actions. And when we tend to take volition of our actions, we may find that our actions appear more negative, more cruel, more selfish. Spontaneous living is loving living, living in a loving way. Again, this is a label, and we always have to be careful with labels, because who we are is beyond description. But what we may find by living spontaneously and stop taking labels for ourselves or others, life becomes a beautiful existence permeated with love. I use the example of the heart, but think of how many organs in our body function without us having to be involved in it. Our breathing, our circulatory system, our immune system. And if we extend this to our behavior, to our choices, to our actions, I know it may sound a little scary, but it is incredibly freeing. Ultimately, it's letting go of desire, fear, which can ultimately be translated into no more failures, no more successes, thus no more fears, no more worries, no more pride, no more envy. Everything becomes free. We're free, truly free, because we let go of volition. We let go of, I'm in control, I'm in control. I live in Southern California, not far from Disneyland. And if you ever get a chance to visit Disneyland, try the cars that they have there to drive. They're on a track, and when you're a kid, you really think you're driving them. And then you realize as you get older, oh, I'm not driving this car. It's actually telling me which way to go. I think I'm driving, but actually I'm very safe. There's nothing to worry about, and I can just enjoy the ride. Life is like that. Enjoy the ride. Let go and just enjoy. When we need to make decisions, spontaneous living can help us make the decision that is going to work out for the best because we flow with life. We don't fight life and life tends to work out well. At the deepest level, 
we're really not in control, we can just let go and enjoy the ride, trusting that God, the universe, will ultimately take care of things. We just need to enjoy the journey. A relaxation sets in. A peace sets in because we realize that we're not in control. We can just let go, do what seems right to do at the time. There is karma in life. It's like a rule of life. When our toe strikes a sharp object, we cry out spontaneously in pain and feel a throbbing there. If actions arise spontaneously from us that cause others to suffer, there is going to be a negative reaction or consequence to us, whether in the short term or in the long term. Because of this, our spontaneous reactions tend to be more loving, more kind. We don't like pain, and we do like pleasure. And because our minds do remember the negative consequences of some of our behaviors and the positive consequences of other behavior, once there isn't shame and guilt there, we gravitate towards being loving towards each other and towards ourselves. Because karma is a teacher helping us to make right decisions. They are still spontaneous, but without guilt and shame, it's much easier to make good decisions, loving decisions. Again, the ultimate proof of this is going to be you. Try just witnessing your behavior without shame or guilt because there is no volition and see if it isn't easier to make good decisions, loving decisions that have positive karma. I can support this with people who tend to be very cruel and mean people. They have horrible lives and they hate themselves. They utterly detest themselves. In order to help them break free of that, they have to lose a sense of guilt. They can learn from their behavior, but self-loathing creates the behavior over and over. By losing volition, they lose the guilt, and then they can just focus on changing their behavior. It works, but we tend to believe things better when they happen to us. So try living spontaneously. Let go of the guilt and shame, the fears and the desires, just watch them, but stop taking ownership of them. We may find with this freedom that there is peace, joy, and love truly beyond description. If you want to learn more about the world of enlightenment, go to www.enlightenmentpodcast.com. That's enlightenmentpodcast.com. Or if you'd like to contact me, send me an email at D-R-P-U-F-F, that's Dr. Puff, at enlightenmentpodcast.com. Until next time, just be. Thank you.